I had a really sweet outtake. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was really funny. And right in the middle of it, you're like exuding some form of gas. <laughs> so couldn't couldn't use it. Had to burn it. Welcome to Unimed's Innovation Overground, where we dig into some of those amazing discoveries that we often hear about but never seem to touch our lives in any meaningful way. Uh, we want to look at what it takes to take academic discovery and research and get those into actual things that live on a shelf somewhere. So um, with that said, thank you for joining us. We're sponsored by Unimed, the Technology Transfer Commercialization Office for the University of Nebraska's campuses in Omaha, which is the Med Center in UNO. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Joe Rungi, a patent lawyer in our office. Hi, Charlie. And Tyler Scher, who's a licensing associate, PhD in our office. Hi, Charlie. Hi, guys. Um, please, please leave a review for the podcast and leave a rating. Uh, that's how other people are able to find the podcast through your various podcast discovery services. We like doing the show and want to do it for as many people as possible. Thank you. It's very cool to see comments and stuff in there. So uh, please do that indeed. We do want to tell more than just stories about Nebraska innovation. We want to, we want to branch out and hit and tell stories about how universities everywhere are, are changing the world, really. Okay, so um, all that said, I think it's about time we, we look back a little bit. Uh, last episode, I think we talked a little bit about antibiotics in the pipeline and, um, and why is it that the, uh, well, the, the, the pipeline seems to be drying out. I, I remember about five years ago, I, I did a little blog piece on antibiotics. And so I was able to look at some numbers and just, so sorry, listeners, but I'm going to throw some numbers at you. In the 80s, the FDA reports that there were uh, 29 new systemic antibiotics. In the 90s, there were 23. In the 2000s, there were nine. So I, I don't Ooh. know if you can see the trajectory there. Yeah. Not great. I Decreasing. mean, right now we're on pace for 10. So maybe maybe we bottomed out. Maybe it's leveling Flat off lining. a bit. Yeah. But uh, it's not good. In any case, there's not a lot of not a lot of new stuff out there. Well, wait, are there are there any new bacteria? Well, yeah, just the ones that don't uh, seem to respond well to antibiotics anymore. Oh those, my God, there's those guys, the wait. antibiotic resistant you, bacteria. Yeah, the yeah. ones that. Yeah. Wait, so if we don't actually keep making these things, that that's really bad, right? That's a good point. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think what we're having is oh, the, guys. the ones we have don't work anymore, right? Wait, so. what? So, like, bacteria could kill me now. Yes. Oh. So, at the same time as we have that trend of decreasing <laughs> development going on, decreasing innovation in terms of antibiotics, there's uh, an upward trend, wait, unfortunately. Wait. So, so the <laughs> drugs are getting worse. and and No, they're not. The, the drugs aren't changing. Sorry, the drugs are getting less they're, effective. They're getting less effective. Why am effective. I doing this science? What yeah. do you think we got this backwards? <laughs> I'm supposed to be the straight And the, back, the bacteria are, are evolving getting... to become resistant. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. twice in a row, I'm, I'm the evolution <laughs> <dunce>. but, but... <laughs> God, I hope Tabashish isn't listening to this. <laughs> yeah, so while we're developing less antibiotics, antibiotic resistance is becoming a problem. 
Um, the CDC estimated that in 2013, so about five okay, years ago. Okay, stop reading. What, do, you, do you know this or not? About 20- Please don't read to us. Don't read. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Fine. Anyway. So, so, how, so how bad is the problem? Yeah, so about 23,000 people died a few years ago. That's increasing every year, and it's it's being projected now that 20- if we don't fix this by 2050, upwards of 10 million people globally could die so, from antibiotic-resistant bacterial infections. Okay, so we're talking about 23,000 people died from an infection. From a, Yeah, from an infection that you, you should be, we should be able to cure. Right. So we're talking about, you know, I don't know who it was who famously pricked their finger on a rose bush and got, you know, gardening. Um, I think it was... He was British. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so somebody famously died from, from something... He didn't st- die. That was the first treatment with antibiotics. Was that what that was? Okay. Yeah, and they had to grow... I knew this from my kids' podcast. Okay. Um, oh, but they, they, they had to grow because they didn't, that was before they did synthetic antibiotics. Okay. So they yeah, had to yeah. grow and isolate it all from fungus. From the mold. Yeah, yeah. And so the so guy, penicillin I think his name from. was Lacey, the guy who discovered penicillin. He he had to grow flask after flask. Like he had to grow like some ridiculous amount of of, huh. of, antibi- of of fungus to get the antibiotic. Okay. Well, that's that's cool. But So I think before, before we have antibiotics, I think the treatment was like a garlic and honey or something yeah, there or was just, no a, treatment. just a prayer well, right? I, so we're kind of heading yeah. in that direction again right actually one treatment was according to like legend you could go to a like a, a hot spring or like a healing well and scientists are now thinking that those springs or wells contained ready wait for it bacteriophage <laughs> living viruses <laughs> that preyed on the bacteria yeah. huh so what's yeah, a phage yeah. What is a phage? Yeah. So bacteriophage, phage comes from the Greek word of uh, phagus or phagus, literally means to devour or to eat. So bacteriophage okay. is a virus that devours bacteria. So it's a virus that only infects bacteria and they've so evolved over well, millions of years to- Well, let's use those then. Yeah. We, what do we need? So how's that different from an antibiotic? What's an antibiotic then? Yeah, that's a good question. So the way that these differ, let's see. So antibiotics are, Antibiotics are chemicals that yes. are produced by living organisms that just are, are poisonous bacteria. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that like the fungus that um, Alexander was treated with, that's the guy's name. Uh, th- th- like fungus produce like compounds that, that, that kill bacteria around them to keep them alive. And, and so that was the discovery of penicillin. What phages are are different, right? Yeah, phages are actually living right, as much as viruses can be living. But these are actually living organisms that have co-evolved along with their their prey. These are predators for bacteria. Oh. Bacteria is their prey. So you could you could introduce into your bloodstream a little like you know savanna of <laughs> of, of, of and, hunter and, and, killer and, and, prey. Yeah, no, it's like when the so you get lions and and zebras running around. Right, it's like now. when they and release the Serengeti of your circulatory system. Yes. <laughs> Like that when they release, awesome. It's like when they release wasps to kill in, you know, invasive moths or whatever, right? Right. That almost invariably goes wrong, though, doesn't it? It does, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not going to do phages then. Well, so – No, no, no. Tell us why this time it's different. Yeah. Because yeah. life uh, <laughs> fights away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so if, if you no, know, Tell us about your really good intentions, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so just a few notes. Wait, so I think so that's for the CRISPR episode. <laughs> we'll, let's save that for later. The hubris so, special. So bacteriophages have been used in other parts of the world now for as long or longer than than what we consider to be traditional antibiotics. So phages. Other what, what other parts of the world? What so we're mean? talking Eastern Europe and and Russia. Um, is where is kind of the phage capital of the world. So, so bacteriophages were discovered a little before uh, penicillin, actually, maybe a decade or so before. Oh, wow. um, so this is actually pretty recent. It's like 1920s. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, Eli Lilly was actually working to commercialize uh, phage therapy in the U.S. Um, and and in Europe. And uh, basically, <laughs> the uh, penicillin was was more reliable and consistent. So well, yeah, you can synthesize it, right? Yeah, and you can. It's easier to commercialize. Maybe <laughs> it's it's inert. It's non-living. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Uh, I yeah. like how you're questioning whether phages are alive. Right. That's an open question. They're living-ish. You know, <laughs> living-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Debatably alive. So wait, well, why is it more? Why is it easier than because of? Then you kind of glossed over that. I'm, oh, sorry. Why is uh, why is it easier to commercialize? Oh, to commercialize. It, and, and sure. To, well, there's less. Uh, regulatory approval. There's less. It's there's less worry to putting something in you that's that can't uh, reproduce. <laughs> okay, it's 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 so less Jurassic Park. Hold my hand. Oh, okay, so you living things. So I, I don't know if people understand that there's that that's a big deal. Yeah. Why is it a big deal to put you, a living thing inside your body? Yeah. Why don't you just walk through what bacteriophage treatment actually looks like? Yeah. Okay. Talking about what like that living thing is, is yeah. sort of a part of it. Pretend yeah, like sure. I don't have your brain for a minute. <laughs> yeah. So 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 these are literally so we're, if you're thinking of like influenza or just viruses that attack our cells, phage are very similar, but they are viruses that have evolved to specifically target bacterial cells. So how phage therapy works uh, currently. Um, would would typically be with a like a skin or soft tissue infection, um, and you'd literally just dump some liquid containing these virus particles. There'd, you have billions or trillions of these. Um, they they latch onto a bacterial cell. They they poke a hole in that cell to, to get gain entry, and then they take over the bacterial cell's machinery for for reproduction, and they literally reproduce millions or billions of copies within that cell and then explode the that bacterial cell from the inside out. Now, why yeah. wouldn't you want that going on inside your own body? Yeah. Well, there. so there's reasons for caution <laughs> here as much as I love phage therapy. So, um, so, so unlike our cells, bacteria um, can basically gain um, genetic upgrades uh, through... From their environment, so 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 phage and that, that's a really fancy way of saying a mutation, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And and one way to do that is is with phage. So phage can actually transfer sections of, of bacterial DNA um, uh, from uh, from one population to another. So, for example, if we were to target a um, a, a very bad antibiotic resistant bacterial infection in one in our body. It's possible that the phage could transfer antibiotic resistance cassettes to other populations of bacteria okay, nearby. So you, okay, <laughs> this sounds like it could go horribly bad. So, all right, so you got um, helper bacteria, like in your gut, say, right? You got normal, yeah. helpful, beneficial in some way. I, that's what I'm told. Probiotics, is that what those are called? Yes. Okay, yeah, so, yep. so we could turn those into super 
probiotics. Wait, maybe that's a good thing. Is this how we get superheroes? Is this an alternate way of getting wow, rampage? That's a really good idea, actually. I got a spec script for. <laughs> it means I could digest a sausage like you wouldn't believe. So I've I, got super probiotics. <laughs> no, I was actually. Thinking... I could eat linguine with clam sauce. <laughs> no problems. Oh, I'm digesting stuff I shouldn't be digesting. Charlie just ate a brick. <laughs> Probiotics. Um, uh, not, right. not exactly. All right. No, sorry. So, so think of it this way, right? The, the phages are sort of alive. They're trying to reproduce, and they kill the last infected bacteria, right? So you now have trillions and trillions of phages surrounded by all these mammalian cells that they have no idea how to use to sort of turn into their own, you know, to, to hijack and, and reproduce. So they're going to have enormous pressure to figure out how to infect a mammalian cell, right? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And so, and because and, if they don't, they die. And so every time you administer this therapy, there's always like a, you know, 0.00001% chance that the phage will randomly figure out how, these are how like infections jump from being bird infections to people infections, right? Hmm. It's when there's sort of opportunities there. And so the only hope is like, you know, bacteria and people are, you know, widely divergent biologically. Oh, they're, yeah, way different. Yeah. Well, the the thing is that, but I mean, Okay, that's that sounds like there's okay. There's sounds like a, a fairly, um, I don't know if significance the right word, but an obvious downside to phages. Very plausible risk. There's a, there's right. a lot of benefits though. Right, but a lot so, of well, pluses. my point that's the point I'm trying to make here. Then is that we have a choice. I mean, you're looking at what's going on with the with the antibiotic pipeline. It doesn't sound like I mean it's drying up. Uh, you know, we're you talk about you know with with if we lose antibiotics, what we lose are simple surgeries like appendicitis, you know, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, somebody has a, a blown up appendix. It's not a simple thing anymore to go in and, and fix that. Right. I mean, right. you know, you lose, I mean, this isn't going to hurt any, you know, too many people's, but you know, those, those outpatient surgeries, those things like a knee surgery, a scoped knee. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, we're not talking about just, you or, know, you know, teeth cleaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is a, Big thing. I don't think people realize this is something to be worried about. So we don't have a choice about. Okay, there's a downside to phages, but we we have, are we have to embrace. It, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, this yeah, is something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth. I mean, is anybody working on it now? Yeah. So not at the University of Nebraska, but at other whoa, American whoa, 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 universities. Whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> Wait, inventions happen outside Nebraska. I, yeah, I, so I, I, I crunched the numbers on this and Googled it yeah. and discovered, yes, inventions do oh, happen. Oh, okay, so tell us, elsewhere. who's working on this? Yeah, so, so, there's, uh, so there's, a, there's been a few different um, strategies. So one isn't to use live phage, but to use the, the proteins or the enzymes that the phage produce and engineer those. So a little more controlled. These would look okay. a little more like traditional that antibiotics. reduce that downside we were talking so, about? Yeah, so we're not treating with living things. We're just taking all of the, the firepower from the phages oh, cool. and then engineering those Who's to target to, to tar- target pathogenic bacteria like MRSA. So uh, Vincent Fischetti's lab at Rockefeller um, is, has been working on this for a while now, and they have a number of technologies um, r- related. So, th- so these are phage endolysin engineered uh, proteins that can target um, uh, parts of the bacterial cell um, to gain entry and then explode or lyse that bacteria. So it's really cool. How close is this stuff to, to being in use? Because that's another problem with antibiotics is you find something that works, you don't want to 
you don't want the bacteria to develop a resistance. So you put it on a shelf and you lock it behind a you know lock and key and say only use and when nothing else works. So there's one way where a pharmaceutical firm isn't going to get all the billions of dollars that they put into researching something and making sure it works. It gets locked up then for only you know emergency use, right? Yeah. So, these, so, these I, th- I think, would be a lot closer. So they've at least done large animal studies with these, and um, okay. I don't know if they've done anything clinical yet. But but, but the, the uh, hurdle to a regulatory approval should be much shorter or smaller with, with something like phage endolysins. And uh, we'll include a link in the program notes to Rockefeller's website about the technology. As far as actually using real live phage, that's also happening in America in the last couple of years. So there are some really high-profile cases of some very influential people who came down with uh, this these horrible antibiotic-resistant infections and were on their, their last leg. They had no way to treat them, and they were given a special exemption to be, to be treated with phage. So, really? So there's a lab, um, Rai Young's lab at Texas A&M University, collaborated with uh, San Diego. San Diego now is a center um, for phage therapy. And they literally went into raw sewage and dug around and isolated phage (laughs) and then tested it against the bacteria that had infected this individual and found a nice cocktail that worked great. Basement bacteriology. (laughs) (laughs) So so that's part of the beauty of of the phage, right? So these are viruses. You can grow them up very fast. You can grow up billions of them overnight. They're pretty hardy. And and again, to emphasize with our our main line... um, antibiotics, these are broad spectrum. So you're not only targeting your infection, but you're also hitting, as you said, Charlie, your your microflora or your your good bacteria. With phage, you're only targeting very specific bacteria. So these are are basically personalized medicine. Well, that's fantastic. I think, you know, we're kind of we're out of time. I, I, the, the the topic of banned antibiotics fascinates me because I had a personal experience with it. Thankfully, I only had to go I only had to go too deep into the you know the prescriptions and finally before finally one worked. But um, but I, I think it's an important issue. That, but we're going to come to ground on this one. Thank you for joining us. Um, for uh, what, as Joe said, we're going to have um, information on that in the program. Yeah, we'll include that in the program. Notes. Okay, cool. Um, so for. Tyler Sher and Joe Rungi, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you for joining us on the Innovation Overground.